Hello, Apaches. Thank you so much for tuning in to the 25th episode of Season 2 of the Keeping It Arcadia podcast, brought to you by the students in Arcadia High School's Digital Communications Internship, or DCI for short. My name is Anya Yang, and today I'll be your host. We'll be covering the Arcadia Invitational Track Meet, featuring an interview on how the meet went. Next up, Christina Yao will lead an interview with advice on how to handle university rejections just in time after college admission results have been sent back. Finally, we'll be going over an inspiring speech that Holocaust survivor Trudy Strobel gave here at our very own Arcadia High School. Let's jump right into the Arcadia Invitational Track Meet. Today, we have Emily Sung, a sophomore on the Arcadia High School track team. So Emily, was this your first time competing? It was definitely my first time competing in the Arcadia Invitational. So what events did you participate in? I participated in two events, the relays um, 4x4 and 4x1. So how did you prepare for the meet? We prepared for the meet by practicing relay handoffs, um, doing drills, strides, eating good, staying hydrated, staying warm. I think that's what we really did for the meet. Interesting. So in the end, how did the team do as a whole? As a whole, I think the team did really good. I think we could have done better in the 4x1 because our handoffs weren't great. But for the 4x4, our... I think everyone ran really well. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Emily. Let's head over to Christina Yao, who will be discussing college rejections and how to deal with them. Hey, it's Christina, and I'm going to be talking about college rejections today. As high school students, it's really easy to define someone based off the college they are going to or aren't. A university or college, in my opinion, does not define who a person is, nor does it necessarily determine one's future. I think it's much more important that a person follow their path of growth and determination, whether that be going to university or not. It's that time of the year high school seniors have gotten the rejection and acceptance letters from numerous colleges. They are deciding where to go, but dealing with the rejections and outcomes of college apps can be very hard and challenging. Now I'm going to be interviewing Aditya, and he got accepted to some very prestigious colleges, but at the same time got rejected to some as well. I'm going to be talking to him about his reactions toward his rejection letters and how he dealt with it. Plus, he's going to give the listeners some tips on how to deal with rejections and really staying motivated for the future and keep going. Well, I know rejections can be very hard to talk about and reminisce on. So thank you, Aditya, for coming today to do this interview. No problem. What was going through your mind when you opened a rejection letter? Well, when I got rejected from my dream, dream private schools, at first I didn't really feel that much emotion. I was just kind of—I just opened it in class, and I just thought, oh, I didn't get in. And then I went on with my day because I wanted to forget about it. Most of the time, the emotions didn't hit until maybe when I got home or when I had time to myself. Usually then... It wasn't too intense either because I want to keep this mindset that, you know, who cares about rejections because college admissions are, they have, there's so many factors and at this point I doubt it's even based on merit anymore, pure merit. So I don't take anything personally. So would you say it got better as time passed or was it really hard to stop dwelling on and move on, which is completely understandable? I I will say that uh, at first it was really easy to not feel anything about it because usually in the beginning no one gets into any schools but eventually when all your friends get into really good schools and you kind of see see that they're getting into the good schools and like you got rejected from 
all your dream schools. It, you do feel a little bit of envy uh, towards your friends, but at the end of the day, that's just natural. And I think that any, anyone can find a college that suits them and they'll find their niche within that college. It's definitely hard to see friends and acquaintances get into really great schools. It's like you're happy for them, but like sad for yourself at the same time. <laughs> really just an outbreak of conflicting emotions. Did you find yourself constantly checking your email in extreme anticipation? No, well, uh, I would say I, 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 liked, I think I was a little different from some of my acquaintances and peers because I kind of didn't care that much. Well, I did. I definitely care about college, but I kind of thought, oh, like my acceptances will come when they will. The time will arrive. As for now, I just want to live in the moment. I'm more. I'm kind of more focused on living out my senior year rather than thinking too much about college at this point. Your high school career was so successful, from having spectacular grades to being in science Olympiad Gov team. The list goes on. After all the hard work, the high stress of the application process. The pressure to keep up those grades for that final year come letters and emails of rejection and acceptance. So when you got a rejection letter, did a part of you feel like your hard work in high school was a waste? Uh, definitely not, because most of my experiences in hard work, um, either they either gave me cherishable experiences to look back on, or they helped build work habits that I would definitely need in college, because... Uh, a lot of people have the sentiment that, oh, like, all my work was for nothing if I get rejected from good schools. But the thing is, the amount of work that you had to put in to make your applications good, you're going to have to put that much work throughout college. It, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop after applications. So getting used to it and building your work habits, your organizational skills, your interpersonal skills, and your extracurricular activities will really pay off in the end because, you know, you should focus more on improving yourself and the work that you put in for your application helped for that. Yeah, that's a really good mindset, having more hope for the future and feeling your hard work paid off. So do you have any advice or tips for people dealing with rejection? Don't don't take it uh, don't take it too seriously. Life is really unpredictable. Who knows at the college you go at the college you end up going to, you'll find many new experiences and lots of fulfillment in terms of your career or just life in general. I, I like to I like to think back to the beginning of high school and compare the end of high school to the beginning and think about how unpredictable high school was and how many different experiences I had in the middle. So who's not to say that the next four years will be will not be the same. So even if you don't get into the college that you've been yearning for your entire life or the college that your parents wanted you to go to who knows, because at the end of the next four years, you may be more thankful than you are now. Really well put. This wraps up our time together. I feel like most college acceptances have a way of working out because the college a person gets accepted to and attends seems to be the right place for them. Even if it isn't, they can always transfer their second year to a place that would be a better fit. Just always remember that a rejection letter is not necessarily the end. Any listeners who are going through the process of dealing with your college rejection letter, just don't let it define you. A person's success is what they make out of it. Their motivation, effort, and the strength to deal with these rejections and coming back even stronger in their lives. And just know that you're not alone. A lot of people are going through this as well. Anyways, if you made it this far, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you got something from this segment. Don't forget to check out some of the other podcast episodes as well. I'm sure the entire team would greatly appreciate that. 
And that's it. Thank you for listening. And last but definitely not least, we have Becky Chen, who will be speaking about the Holocaust survivor that recently visited our school. On April 9th, Holocaust survivor Trudy Strobel visited Arcadia High School to speak of her tragic experiences to hundreds of freshmen. Freshman Veronica Chen is here with me today to reflect on her speech. So Veronica, thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. So on our first question, what did you think about Trudy Strobel's speech and what do you think stood out the most from it? I thought it was a very informative experience, and I think the thing that stood out the most to me was how much like modern commentary she applied to it, so freshmen like us could be able to apply that to um, things we see every day. So like, do you remember something particular that she said? Yeah, I think she said something about how we can't let hate divide us, or something along those lines, which I found very powerful. Yes, I agree with you. So now, what moral did you take from it overall? Uh, I took the moral of always keeping a a resilient eye on um, hate groups or other organizations which seek to like divide or maybe spark violence against other groups. All right. And so could you tell us the importance of students like you learning about history and its events? It's important for students like us to be able to look back on history and reflect in order to be able to look towards the future and um, prevent ourselves from making those same mistakes. Thank you so much for your insightful commentary, Veronica. Now we will be moving on to Mr. Martins, an English teacher at Arcadia High School. So here I have with me Mr. Martins, an English teacher at Arcadia High School. Mr. Martins, thank you so much for coming here and sitting down with me and talking about this Holocaust survivor. So could you tell me first your thoughts on about having our Holocaust survivor, Trudy Strobel, actually come to our school in front of hundreds of students in person and have a presentation in front of them? I think it's a fantastic opportunity for students to really see the history that we read about all the time um, and to have a first-person account not through a text or through a documentary but really be able to see like the physical human being in front of them because it's much easier to kind of develop an emotional attachment kind of or to see um, a person's emotions when they're standing in front of you and you can kind of develop that personal connection with them and um, I'm sad I wasn't able to go see it myself but um, I heard it was a powerful experience for everybody who went. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, in your English class, I'm aware that your class is learning about the Holocaust through the book Night, written by Eli Weasel. So, why do you think it's so important that we're educating the youth about this tragic event, even years after it happened? Because I think the Holocaust is not necessarily a um, a one-off event. Yeah, the scale of it is unprecedented, but there's patterns to the behavior. Um, that caused Germans to murder so many Jews that we need to be kind of consistently aware of. And there are facets or elements in contemporary society, um, whether it's anti-Semitism or racism against um, Muslims, um, that suggest terrible things like this can happen again. And I don't think if if students aren't fully aware of the history or fully aware of the patterns of behavior that kind of led the Holocaust to happen, um, then they'll become susceptible to to kind of fall into ideologies that that leave them open to kind of either being bystanders or even participating in um, tragic events like we've seen in the past. Yeah, I can definitely stand with you on that. So thank you so much again for coming here and back to the studio. And that will conclude this episode.
This has been Anya with Arcadia High School's DCI, and the podcast team hopes you enjoyed our 25th episode. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe for more weekly content. Please visit the list of all our episodes on our new AUSD DCI page. The link is dciausd.weebly.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. This is Keeping It Arcadia, signing off.